Hey friends, I'm JB, and I'm Sarah, and this is the Go Podcast. Hello, it's such an awkward thing to do, to greet after the intro, but you always make me do it. Hi again. And I'm uncomfortable. It's not that big of a deal. Well, then you do it next time. All right. So if you heard the music during the intro, that is Fort Wayne's own Addison Agin. And she said it would be awesome for us to use her song in our intro. So how about that? We're using it. You can check her out. I think she's just Addison Agin on social media. You can find her on Spotify and iTunes, um, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. So go buy her stuff. Absolutely, go do that. So we are trying to recover from Mother's Day weekend. It was great. It was just the last part of the trip we went. It was like the last 30 minutes of the weekend. Yes, we had three little ones in the back of our minivan. The baby was crying. The middle one, Beckett, was saying, Mom, Mom, Mom. Mom, like that. It was basically awful kid on Family Guy. Yeah, well, it's Stewie. Stewie, there we yeah. go. I don't watch Family Guy. Yeah, it was, yeah. I am. He said mom probably that. 70 times. And then I'd be like, what, buddy? And he's like, I want to do something fun. We don't have anything fun. We're stuck in the van and you drain the battery on your DS. Sorry. Sorry, Charlie. It was bad. It, it was. So. Um, so we cranked we're... up the music and ignored them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we actually did do that. So we're home now. The kids are asleep, which is great. And Mother's Day was great. We love our moms. Yes. We also love Pizza King. Yes. Yep. Got to go eat some Pizza King in Muncie, which is the original home the, of Pizza King. The it, best place to eat, Pizza yeah. King. If you live in Fort Wayne and you think you've had Pizza King, you need to go to Muncie and eat Pizza King. Mm-hmm. And then get the half-baked breadsticks. Yes, and Royal so Feast. Good. I kind of wanted an order of half-baked breadsticks to myself. Yeah, but we have kids now. I know. Now, Sad. like it recently now. happened. <laughs> um, and we got to celebrate Sarah a little bit this weekend. Yeah, I woke up this morning, and the the boys are so cute. They were all making breakfast for me, and the coffee was ready. It was really nice. How was your toast that Beckett made? It was good. Was it? Yeah. Good. I had to guide him a little bit, but... I'm kind of scared at the fact that he did that. He probably licked his fingers. At one point, I yelled at him for licking the knife. He probably picked his nose as he was... Probably. Oh. Just a little more protein for your day. That's so gross. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> it was cool, too. I love storms, and I love storms in the morning. It was storming this morning, and I loved it. It was. It's, like, calm and relaxing. It does make me want to stay in bed, but I was excited to get to church because I got to work in the park today. I love working in Can the park. Can we talk about our arrival at church? So I was excited because Sarah had to be there early for the perk, which means I'm there earlier than normal. He likes being early. I don't. And we 
8.15, I think, is when you're supposed to be there. Stop the it, yeah. This isn't on you. This is this is a family. This is a team effort here. Yeah, I think 8.15 is when I'm supposed to be there. You think. I Good. think. You, never mind. Oh, <laughs> so we roll in to the church at 8.35. Yep. 20 minutes later than she was yep. supposed to be there. I, guess I didn't once, even wash my hair. Once I thought you were going to say hands. No, and I was I like, did. you just violated health code everything. They're <laughs> shutting the perk down tomorrow. No, I did wash my hands. But I didn't wash my hair so that we could be out the door sooner and it still didn't matter. Wow. But anyway, we made it. We did. I need to buy some more dry shampoo now that I'm thinking So you that. cannot wash your hair. It is wonderful. Girls are weird. Except I have to buy the expensive stuff because the cheap stuff makes my head itch. Or you that. could just not be gross and wash your hair. Listen, you wash your hair and it's dry in like 10 minutes. We yeah. need to move on from this. This is Go for it. Yeah, so I was late working at the We park. were all late. I put my head down. I said sorry as I walked in and then I went to my job. And Did it they was shun all fine. you? Did they give you the silent treatment? No, everybody's kind of like punks to each other behind the counter at the perk. So they like pick on us. Yeah. Everybody picks on everybody else, which is wonderful. I feel at home there. When we, when we went to Orange Conference a couple weeks ago, we stopped and ate lunch at Chick-fil-A and mm. there was I think eight of us in the van like riding in this van and one of us uh, which is our family ministries pastor Alexa um, decided to order something right before we were leaving and so everybody was in the van waiting on her because she was waiting to get her order and while she was in there, we decided we were giving her the silent treatment when she came back in. That's so mean. <laughs> I didn't know you did that. Yeah, so Alexa. She's, she's new, too. She's so. new, yep. She wasn't the newest one on the trip, though. Uh, but So she gets in the van, and like nobody acknowledges that she exists. And she like tried to hand me a receipt for something, for reimbursement for something or other, and... I just, I had to take the receipt, but I didn't even look at her, and it was super funny. And then one person just kind of felt bad and had to, like, acknowledge her existence. And These then are all, the kind of things. And then we all laughed about on it. On why I have a job. Seriously, you're traumatizing people. Super funny. Poor Alexa. Alexa's awesome. You need to be nice to her. Okay. We need to move on. Let's move on. I want to talk about what books we've been reading lately. What book have you been reading? Oh, the one that you keep stealing from me. I knew you were going to say that. Well, why did you ask? <laughs> uh, Everybody Always, Bob Goff. Yep. It's really good. It is so good. You've probably read it because it's on the New York bestseller list right now, and so I just assume everybody's read it. Everybody knows. Everybody loves Bob Goff. Is that how that works? Or um, I Yeah, but I think most people listening probably haven't read it yet. Got it. I think they should. They should. It it's is good. It's time. Love Does is another Bob Goff one that's really good, too. Yeah, I think that's his first book. Yeah. And then this one, like, I started reading it, and I'm, like, in tears and inspired and, like, ready to whole, flip my whole life around and... Breaking news, I shed one tear while reading this Did book. you really? Just one. Just one. Yeah, so we've been kind of sharing it, and I've been stealing it from him. He does not like when I read the same book at the same time. Nope. I guess we could buy two books, but... But that costs more money. I know. So. Yeah, but it's a good book. You should read it for sure. I don't want to say anything else about it. Yep. Yeah, it's 
too good to spoil. So uh, today we wanted to talk to you guys about seniors. Everybody knows one. We talked last episode about the top 10 things to help seniors need to prepare for. I think we did like 30 things, but yeah. Yeah, it did end up being like 30 things. To know before you go to college. Things you need to know before college. Yeah, thank you, some of you, for the feedback. You said it was great and helpful for you, which is awesome. We love hearing that. So we wanted to talk more on the other end of if you know a senior, which... Here we go. Everybody knows a senior, I'm assuming. And so we want to talk about how to love them in this season of transition because it is a big season for them. Yeah, and we we kind of did a pitch to the seniors at the end of the last show about um, giving your mom some extra love. Um, And so it's Mother's Day today uh, as we're recording. But um, even, even in thinking through this episode, like, Moms are going through a lot with this transition mm-hmm. of their babies graduating high school and thinking about what's next in their lives. And they're becoming adults now, like officially, like it's like the cutoff. Like, stop it. Uh, I'm thinking so, about Bowen and I just want to start crying. What about our other children? Well, Bowen's the first one. <laughs> Not that he's more important. It's anyway, just, the point in that is that moms are going through a lot too. So, show them some extra love during this this time and dads but yeah mostly moms yeah so Jonathan what was your senior year like my senior year was fun I I I really enjoyed high school um senior year was one of those years where I accomplished what I needed to accomplish in school to where my classes um were I think I had like English and government and econ my senior year like no math no science took Spanish and then like had interns and your Spanish class was kind of a joke too. I learned a lot more than you learned in Spanish though. Yeah, but my Spanish class was hard. I'm sorry. (laughs) You should be sorry. It was so hard. We had fun. I don't like you. Oh, it was great. We had textbooks and Hey. Tests. Immersion helps you learn it the best. There you go. It is true. So yeah, but it was uh, I had my group of friends. We all were going to the same college and knew what we were going to do. And mm-hmm. um, it was pretty stress-free my senior year, I would say, overall. What about you? My senior year, I would say that I had some epic burnout. Actually, I cheered in high school, and the award I got my senior year was the Senioritis Award which I don't think my parents were real proud of. But I would probably back up the giving of that award. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I was just kind of over it. I think I was older for my class, and all of my friends, most of my friends graduated and went to college the year before. And Specifically my boyfriend. And so I was like, oh, I'm so over high school. I hate it. That was so me. I felt awful like later we ended up doing ministry in my high school and so when we started doing ministry the students that were freshmen when I was a senior they were upperclassmen at that point and so I had to like apologize to them like hey I'm sorry I hated you (laughs) I'm sorry I was a jerk it was not you it was me they were whatever yeah they forgave so I would say we had both between the two of us had very different senior year experiences Correct. Overall, I loved high school. It was great. It's just senior year, I was kind of over it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So seniors are going through a lot. What are some transitions that they have right now? Um, being done with required school. Yes. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, moving on to something new. Yep, absolutely. They have like plans. You know, that's the big question that everybody asks. What are your plans after high school? Where are you going to college? What are you going to do? What are you going to study? And certain people have very pat answers. Uh, Mine, I knew. I I knew where I was going to college. I knew what I was going to study. Easy answer. From like sophomore year of high school, I had that. And other people that even probably to this day are like, yeah, I'm not sure what I'm doing after high school. Right. (laughs) I may be staying here. I may be leaving. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to school. I always feel bad for the students that decided not to go to college and then they have to like explain it because I think generally the trend is, you know, you graduate high school and you go to college and then some students I've seen that haven't taken that route, which I think there's more opportunities opening up in that, in that realm now, which I think is great. But I just, I hear them sharing their answer and it's almost like they've developed this pitch of what to say. Because they know the questions that we're mm-hmm. going to ask and all of that. So. Yeah, they're pretty predictable questions at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, I think there's different life stages where you get those predictable questions that right. people just can't help themselves. They, I think some people just genuinely want to be nice and feel like that's what they're supposed to ask in those situations. Absolutely. That's why women wear, when they're pregnant, they're like, my due date is this. I'm blah, blah, blah. Like, they put all the information on their T-shirt so that people don't ask them all the questions that that pregnant women... Is that a real thing? No, it's a real thing. That's fantastic. It is. I thought about purchasing one. Or, actually, I just want to purchase a T-shirt that says, no, I'm not pregnant. That is Just to clear the bases. I think being pregnant and wearing a shirt that says, no, I'm not pregnant would be really funny. I love that. Especially like when you're in that like early stages where like you kind of look pregnant but not really. That would be perfect. Yeah. I love that. Have you ever mistaken that's never mind. Have I ever mistaken someone being pregnant? Yeah. And asked them. No. Okay. I good. don't think so, but I think the best rule is just keep your mouth shut. I, I agree. But I did like when people would ask me when I was like close to being due with one of our babies of like, oh, they're like, when are you due? And I would tell them, like, four months later. And then their facial reaction would be like, what? Like, you're going to have a really healthy baby. And Healthy is um, code for fat or large when you're pregnant. Yes. Like, you look so healthy. Like, Thank thanks. Thank you, I think. Yeah. I just, I, if you're a friend of mine and you've been pregnant recently, I probably don't say a lot to you because that's the best method. <laughs> just make sure you, don't, you just don't talk to pregnant I'm women at like, all about anything. No, I'm just like, oh, it's so great. You're awesome. You're going to have a baby. And then it's like, I'm not saying anything else because... I know how crazy my wife is when she's pregnant, so... Truth. There we go. So back to seniors... Um, what do you think are some thing, some things that people say to seniors that stress them out? Where are you going to school? What are your plans? What are your plans? Do you think that's better? I don't know. Oh. No, I think... I think just, yeah, where are you going to school? What are your plans? Um, how many days left of school? Yeah, they usually know. They usually know. 
I feel like I ask our seniors these all the time. Mm-hmm. And I typically forget. Yeah, so I started, like, thinking through this, like, theory of, okay, seniors, they go through all these transitions. They're probably all really stressed out. Even if they have their plan set, even if they have all this stuff, like, settled, and they don't have a lot to do, they're still kind of stressed because of the transition. And then I, like, asked some of our students, like, after Sunday school one morning, I was like, hey, like, how you doing? They're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Like, yeah, I've got everything going. I was like, okay, I'm, like, way off base. And then that night at youth group, I started talking to them more, and I realized, no, actually, I was correct. They just had this Sunday morning, like, yeah, I'm doing great. It's all good. It's like they're programmed. When they walk into the church doors, they know exactly (laughs) what they're supposed to say. Right. Or they're like, Sarah, please don't ask me invasive questions today. I really don't want to talk about it. That's probably more what it is. It's too early. It's like, no, it's 10 o'clock. You're eating lunch at school at this time during the week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so plans are stressful, and I think the change in people, thinking about, okay, some students, they might go to a college where some people are, right, but then they don't know anyone else, Mm -hmm. or maybe they're staying, but so many of their friends friends. are leaving. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, thinking through how your friend group is going to change, and we talked a little bit about that last episode, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's that can be a stressful thing. Yeah, I agree. And just the um, the idea that their world's kind of flipping upside down. And it could be a really, in a good way, mm-hmm. but it can't stay the same. And yeah. I think that could be hard for them. A change, change is hard for a lot of people. So just knowing that so much is going to change, um, even like relationships within the family, like mm-hmm. leaving siblings behind because you're going off to school is hard for for you and for them so um, yeah yeah, that's another thing um so sarah what are some ways we can be kind to seniors or care properly for them during this tough season of transition yeah i think this is really important this is why we wanted to do a podcast on this because we all know a senior and we want you to go love a senior and this is some ways that you can do it one I would say check in so just if it's hey let's go get coffee how's it really going like I said before those students they kind of blew me off like yeah I'm fine everything's good and then diving a little deeper actually I am stressed and they might not even be able to put their finger on why but um, kind of pausing and letting them let it out if they need to I think with that not just being content with the answer to the question how are you doing because they're gonna say I'm fine I'm good things are great Um, but asking them like hey what are you stressed about right now Mm -hmm. hey you know what's what's difficult for you Um, what do you have coming up that I can pray for you about absolutely that's a great one Um, just those questions that will actually Help them to answer you honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something I want to introduce is the idea of an adjustment disorder. So this is kind of in the mental health realm. But an adjustment disorder is one of the, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's a very, very low diagnosis. It's not uh, one of the big ones. It's very mild. That's maybe the better word for it. But it's just when a life event happens or something like that happens, it can onset some anxiety and depression. 
and that adjustment disorder can work itself out and be fine, but it can also lead into further anxiety, further depression, and stuff like that. So that's something to kind of, I would say, check in with your students and see, are they isolating themselves where that might indicate depression, or are they really flustered and really stressed and not getting things done that they usually would get done? So little tasks, like you've asked them to do something for their open house, and they're not getting it done, not getting it done. It could be not just because they're being irresponsible, but that they have some anxiety going on. So say I am not um, on board with this whole idea of diagnosing people yes. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the idea of diagnosing students going through a change like this might seem kind of crazy, um, might seem a little too intense, um, and, you know, could be argued that it's just stress, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, what would you say to somebody that would be kind of pushing that way? Yeah, I think that would be a common perspective to have, and I think that's fine. I sometimes ride the fence on diagnosis because I think that sometimes it puts people in a box and one gives them an excuse to have certain behavior, but then I also think it also gives people some some perspective and understanding that this does happen, that it is a real thing, they're not crazy, and that we've come up with ways to help people through it who have had similar patterns before. So claiming it as an adjustment disorder or not doesn't really matter, just matters that we should take those things seriously when Maybe your senior needs a little bit extra help or you have a family friend who's a senior and you just reach out to them and say, hey, is there anything I can do for you? Can I pray for you? What's one thing for the open house that I could just take care of? The mom would love that. Dad would love that, all that. So um, that's kind of, I'm on the fence too with the diagnosis. I don't think we need to go around and stamp people with it and say, oh, you have an adjustment disorder. But I do think it's something to watch because we know that transitions cause the most stress when people are going through that. So then that can really lead to um, not coping with it well. And those things can kind of spiral at times to other worse things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw a tweet recently that was talking about middle schoolers and how there's so much going on in their brains right now. Like you can't expect them to like be good time managers because there's so much other stuff going on like like toddlers they're mm-hmm. very similar their brain development i'd be interested to know if there's anything similar with like this stage of life or because there's so much change going on in the environment and the lifestyle of a yeah. you know a 17 18 19 year old person um, if there's anything with brain development going on yeah i think that's really interesting i would love to to look into that and even I would love to do research at some point about um, the morality of seniors in this stage because I think at least from stories I've heard and experiences I've had that there's kind of a morality dip at this point where um, students might make decisions that they wouldn't have before and I think part of it is due to okay I finished it carefree I'm done I'm over this and yeah, Go like I made it through. It doesn't matter now. Yeah. I don't have any any information on that. I don't really know. It's just a theory that I have in my head. So parents, 
she doesn't have any information on this. <laughs> Don't ask her about your student. Your students probably started drinking and doing bad things. You know. No, they're probably fine. They've not done anything wrong or immoral ever. The, the point of this is to help them, not to make it worse. But um, here's the main thing that I think we can do for seniors right now. Lay it on me. Yes, I think that we can normalize their situation and normalize the transition. And what I mean by that is just letting them know, yeah, it makes sense that this is a scary time. You know, it's funny you say normalize their situation. I feel like everybody stresses about it and how that's this big, huge change and blah, 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 all this stuff. And like literally every person goes through it. Yep. (laughs) It's the same thing. Everybody goes, like any human being that's here has went through the birthing process, right? Like it's not an uncommon thing, but when you're pregnant and you're going through it for the first time, you think you're like the first person to experience it. And it's just not the case. Yeah. So like everybody has gone through this. You've gone through it. If you're an adult, you know tons of people that like you've gone through it. It's normal. Like you're going to survive it. You can share your experience. You can share other people's experiences, but just letting them know like, hey, this is a season of transition hang on tight. It's going to be okay. It does probably feel a little out of control right now and the world's changing and all that. Just try to enjoy the season as you can. Yeah. So say you're somebody who has been through it before. You're an adult. You're 20 years old or older. Um, I'm going to kind of coach you like we coach our small group leaders. Um, When you are interacting with um, somebody who's about to graduate or a senior in high school, Put yourself in their shoes when you were in that position. What things were you feeling? What things were you thinking? Um, it is super helpful in helping walk them through that because uh, you can say, hey, like Sarah just said, I was dealing with this. You know, I had to make this college decision or I had no clue what I was going to major in. I had no clue even where I was going to go to school and I was getting my diploma already and I started to figure all that out. That's helpful for somebody to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are standing there and you're 40 years old and you're talking about, well, you know, all these other people are done. And they've picked their school and they know where they're going and what they're going to major in. Like, that's not helpful. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but if you can put yourself in that situation when you were there, that's going to be way more helpful to them. I love that. I love it. I've heard the, the phrase, be the person you needed in high school. And I think that's great. Jonathan, for you, as you, like when you were in your senior year, getting ready to graduate and have your open house and all that and transition to college, what was the kind of person that you needed? What did you need? Can you think about that? You're like, I'm so old. I can't think back that Uh, far. I'll give you some time since I thought I had the question. So, um, actually, I had someone give me a book at my open house and It was a book, I think, I don't know, there's different feelings about it, but um, so I won't share what book it was, but it was a book that just kind of intersected faith with application and transitioning into adulthood and all that, and it was just really good. So I was thankful that somebody gave me a book to read over the summer that, that really hit what I needed. I also... I probably just needed somebody to listen. Like I had so many thoughts and so many things going on and I had so much advice coming from all different places that just having somebody listen and say they cared 
um, definitely would have been hitting the sweet spot for me. Yeah. Man, honestly, I feel like I had so many people that mm-hmm. like provided what I needed. It yeah. was a matter of me applying it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I knew what I wanted to do and what I was, what God, God was calling me to do when I was going to college. Um, I guess probably the biggest thing would have been somebody that could have like knocked me upside the head and like shook me until I understood like, don't change, <laughs> don't change <laughs> your mind. Don't run from God. Uh, I had a lot of people encouraging me when I tell them I am going into youth ministry. They, oh, that's great, great, good, good. And then, um, then when I switched out of that, I didn't really have anybody smacking me upside the head saying, "Don't, don't run from God, don't run from God." And then I did, and then realized, "Oh, I'm running from God. How about that?" <laughs> um, so I feel like I had people speaking into my life on the front end and the positives, um, and then it was just. Kind of forgetting those voices after being in school for four months or whatever it was when I changed my major. Yeah, that that transition is so hard when you have the support and then you move and then it it shifts. It has mm-hmm. to shift, and so um, that that's something to keep in mind too. That if we can continue to encourage our seniors as they become freshmen in college or sophomores or as they enter the workforce, all of that is really important. I think the last thing is to pray and to pray for the students and also let them know that you're praying for them and actually pray for them and actually pray for them. I still remember I was a freshman in college and I had one of my Sunday school teachers from Muncie First Church, Monica Straley, call me and she was like, Sarah, I'm just driving. I just wanted you to know I was praying for you and I want to keep praying for you. What can I pray for you for? And I told her and I think she prayed for me Mm -hmm. on the phone. And that made me feel so incredibly loved, so loved. And I love it. Like, she didn't forget about me. She was still praying for me. I think she was my Sunday school teacher when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. So how cool is that? It's pretty cool. We had a lot of people like that in our lives. We were very fortunate. We were. Um, But along those lines, I would say send a random text to a student that you know and say, tell them that you're praying for them. Um, don't wait till you have a chance conversation with them or to write it in their graduation card. Um, text them, pick up the phone, call them, tell them on social media, whatever. Um, but I think that is a very big thing. Mm-hmm. Like we said at the beginning, everybody knows a senior. So I want you to think about one senior right now. Put them in your heart, and then I want you to go do something about it. And we'd love to hear your feedback um, on different ways that you've encouraged a senior or that you've been encouraged as a senior um, going into this this big change. Um, so you can send us a message on social media. I'm at jbaldy5 on everything, and Sarah is... I'm Sarah L. Baldwin at, on Instagram. That's yeah. the main one. Yeah, so send us a message. Um, you can even tag us like on a tweet and say, hashtag encourage a senior mm-hmm. uh, and... We'll, we'll look at those and um, share those with, with everybody else, all of our, like, 65, like, friends on everything. Um, but, um, yeah, we just want to hear what, what you've done and what has been encouraging to you. We have been getting some feedback on, on the podcast, and it is so great to hear back from you guys. So if you're listening and have things to share, please share them. We love to hear it. Yeah, and 
Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Yes, please. Yes, and um, also share it with your friends. We're recording this on Mother's Day, and we're actually launching this thing like less than two days from now on Tuesday. I know. So make sure you share it. Um, rate it. Give us five stars because... No, rate it honestly. Rate it honestly, but with five stars. <laughs> so... All right. So we got go do awesome things. Do it. When the sun-